everything takes longer when you don't fill your cup, when you are not full, yeah. filled, like, like going back to the gasoline, it takes longer to get gas if you run out of gas. Like you have to push the car to the place and then you got to fill the whole tank up, not a quarter of the tank, not half the entire tank. Our van's tank is crazy big. It is insanity. So you just, you don't want to wait until you're at empty to do your self care. When you need it, you do it. And if it's part of your routine, it's even better. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It podcast interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the liberating conversation I have with Giselle Shore. That's right. In our last episode, period. If you (laughs) have listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now. Go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us or listen to this one. Then go back and listen to that one and see if our takeaways match your takeaways. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. You know, someone said to me um, that they listen to the interview first and then they guess at the interview points that we're going to cover during our recap. That's fine. The following episode and they try to figure out if they identify the same things that we're talking about. I thought that was cool. You know what? Somehow we should do a contest. And have people like submit their takeaways to see. I don't know how you do a blind though. Cause like, I want to make sure that they don't think that we're being fishy to see what their takeaways are to make our takeaways. But I want people to have to submit, you know, like that marriage contest, like newlyweds oh, yeah. where like they ask a question, but you'd already written your answer down and you flip the card up. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. How do we do that? Yeah. We're going to parking lot that idea for now, when, but I like it. I'm, when I'm we in. do live podcast recaps. Oh, that would be fun. That could be fun. That could be fun. Okay. Anyways. Good idea. Let's idea talk about it later. Lot. <laughs> Ideas parking lot. Okay. Y'all, Brad. Tell me. I'm so freaking stoked. Oh, good. It's only a few days away that mm. we kick off our fourth 100 with me challenge, the me, myself, and I themed one, 30 right. days of self-care being first in your life, filling your cup first, giving building healthy one. habits. Oh, in a really awesome, safe container, because I am not going to let you judge on yourself, shit on yourself, beat on yourself, all the negative self-talk. If you miss all a the day, self. yeah, if you miss a day, we are going to change the way that the curves paths in your brain that go from when you miss doing something you wanted to do for yourself to how you think about yourself afterward. We're changing that. So I like it. Anyways, if it's you, important. We have hundreds of people signed up. Yeah, hundreds, literally hundreds. It's insane. Yes. And there's still room for more. So if you are not yet signed up, go to 100withme.com. 100. Join us. You don't want to miss this. This is actually going to be a huge party. It's going to be, I think, even more exciting than any of the other ones we've had just because we have a lot more people involved. We so it's ton, really cool. We have a ton of people celebrating their fourth 
under with me. Yeah. Good we for them. Figure we out love them. How to give them an OG shirt, but uh, <laughs> but we want every we want you to join too because here's the thing: like in when you change your environment, you actually can make changes in your life in a way that actually sticks. And so, bring your friends because then you really do change your environment when you're outside of this challenge. But also, you'll all be in this environment together. I'm not going to let you. Like shit all of yourself. I'm going to help you. Even if it's five minutes a day, we're going to create consistency in your life. Even if it's five minutes a day. Cause you, yeah, look, the, the, the reality is a lot of people, um, what I've noticed because I'm the numbers guy looking at everything and I'm literally seeing every post that's happening is half the people start like if, if a hundred percent started and they are posting and it's exciting, half of them stop in like a week. And then they, and then they upset, don't come back. And they actually sad. just dip out and they're like, I fucked it up. I'm out. Yeah. And that really bothered me. So I actually started because I, the, I don't actually, if you miss a day, it doesn't hurt me at my feelings. We just troubleshoot and figure out how to help you do this in a different way. That's how I see it. But I, I actually had to go study with a behavior scientist to figure out why this happens. Why do people stop just because they missed a day? And what I found out is Everybody does this. You're not alone if you do this. Yeah. Everybody is like super highly motivated in the beginning. They do things. And then, of course, motivation is fickle. We know this. It wanes. And then they miss a day because life freaking happened. And yeah. then they think, oh, I just have Which to stop. Which is totally normal or they and miss a week. And they're like, I have to stop. It's like, actually, no, we figure out what happens so we can make changes. So when life happens in the future... You don't have to go up. Oh, that's another thing I can't commit to. Another well, thing I, I didn't finish. We could quote Giselle uh, Shore here. Oh, let's she actually her. said every single step, no matter how small, is a step in the right direction. Freaking love it. And she said that in the last episode. And so it's totally applicable here. You know, if you get started in this challenge and then, you know, in week two, like, you know, something crazy happens in life and it pulls you completely out of it, come back and join us for week three. It's okay. You know, like totally we, okay. we are not here to judge you. We're not here to like, you know, put you down because you didn't finish. That's ridiculous. That's not what we're all about. You no. know, you know that by now. So um, if you're not uh, in, or even if you're like, I know I'm going to be traveling for two weeks, we don't care. Join us for it anyway. Join us for it anyways, because yeah. meet the community. It's an incredible group of people. 100%. And you will also learn how you can do part of something while you're traveling so you can keep doing the things that fill your cup first. Because yeah. when you're traveling, because we travel a lot to see family, and I uh, I do my, my, my walks, I do my workouts, I do my things. Why? So that I can hang out with my family and feel freaking awesome doing it. So we're going to help you figure out ways that work for you in smaller, tiny steps, like Giselle said, um, so that you can actually feel freaking good about yourself and, and live life for 30 days with all this dopamine going on. Like you don't have to do 30 minute workouts. You can do five minute workouts. This ties right into our audience question, yeah. which was this week, how, what do you do for self-care? Um, and uh, I know we have a handful of different things, but one of the things that I love to do for self-care is travel. Uh, and so, uh, you know, getting, just changing my environment, whether that is like, uh, a quick travel where I'm like, 
I want to go work from the coffee shop today. I used to do that all the time, less so now because of COVID and all the things, but it's starting to shift again and open up again, or it's actually traveling like, like let's go to Maui or let's go to, you know, see my folks. Like you were just saying, seeing family, whatever. Um, and you know, what is so awesome is that when you start to build those good habits, those good routines, you can take that with you on the road. Yeah. They're super good. Um, so let's talk about this audience question. Anyways, before you do that, get your booty signed up for the challenge. Hunderwithme.com. Okay. So this question, I really love it. I love that you mentioned travel and stuff like that. And I know that you don't use travel as a reward for anything. So, uh, this doesn't, that answer doesn't apply to this, but I think oftentimes a lot of people think of self-care things like massages, facials, sure. Uh, even like going shopping as like a reward for doing something like, Oh, you know, I did this thing. I'm going to go get a facial. And, and I don't believe that self-care should be treated as rewards for anything. It should absolutely 100% be kind of like the way you think of how much you have to drink water. Like it's essential for your survival on this planet. Yeah. So one of the things Brad does for self-care is like changing his environment and getting out and like, and doing those things. He has some other things he'll share, but, um, I do a lot of things for self-care. Yeah. So I actually treat my facials as a routine, (laughs) not a reward, but my self-care really does start with, um, I don't have like, it has to be an hour of this and an hour of that or 20. It's like, I just know that my mornings have to be my self-care. And then I have other things I do throughout the day. I don't know if I've shared this, but I also have blocks of time that I have because I'm someone who, if my schedule's unblocked off, things get scheduled in it. So there are blocks of time during my day that are just white space. And then there's a list of things I can choose from to do Yeah, <laughs> that are self-care. Some of that's breath work. Sometimes it's reading a book. Um, sometimes it's going for an extra walk or calling a friend, but like I have a list of things that are self-care for me. And so it doesn't have to be a workout. It doesn't have to be facials and massages, but it does have to make you feel energized when it's over. So I would just ask yourself, like if you're unsure, cause I know some of you right now are like, beyond the need for self-care like you're you're burnt out burnt out and the gasoline gauge is like beyond empty and you are on fumes someone is pushing your car up the road to a gas station 10 miles away just have to look back at the pictures where you see yourself smiling the most and look at what you were doing Put that in your list of things to do for self-care i promise you it's going to make you feel freaking awesome what else i I think also it starts with sleep oh you know, does and that's, I'm like, I'm, I'm not great at sleep. Um, but I've started this past year with COVID. What I decided to do was take a nap when I'm tired. Like if it's four o'clock and I'm done, I'll close my eyes for 20 minutes. Sometimes you know, he does it at noon. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends if I'm like completely fried. Cause what I've realized is that I'm not, if I can't think well, I'm, I'm not serving anybody. I'm not helping me. I'm not actually getting anything done. I'm not helping our team. I'm not writing. I'm not focused. I'm just sitting there doing nothing. It's better for me to sleep than it is to actually pretend that I can get something done. Well, and everything takes longer when you don't fill your cup, when you are not full, filled, like, like going back to the gasoline, it takes longer to get gas. If you run out of gas, like you have to push the car to the place. And then you got to fill the whole tank up, not a quarter of the tank, not half the entire tank. Our van's tank 
is crazy big. It is insanity. So you just, you don't want to wait until you're at empty to do your self-care when you need it, you do it. And if it's part of your routine, it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting analogy, but we'll, we'll go with it for this one. I think that it's applicable. It's a good visual. I've run out of gas many times. (laughs) So, but I, but I, but you know, also too, um, I often like for me, self-care is turning my brain off. Um, and I do that by watching a movie watching a movie I don't have to think about, you know? So whatever that movie might be, the the point is at the end of my day, um, instead of like sitting there thinking about, reflecting back on my day and thinking and like letting my mind continue to mull over the problems I'm trying to solve, I will stop that by watching a movie or and entertaining my brain so that it's just easy not to have to think. So yeah. that's one of the things that I do for sure. Yeah. So. I want to hear what other people do for self-care. Cause yeah, I wanna, what do you do for self-care? I want to hear like the craziest, coolest things you do for self-care. There's, I mean, the list is endless. It's also super personal. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it should be part of your daily routine. This is no, not daily. It doesn't have to be daily. I don't think self-care. I think self-care is daily. No, well, well sure. I, I don't think that all of the self-care is daily, like getting your nails done. You don't get that done daily, right? right. Like so. True, 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 true. But but getting your nails done is not a reward for doing something in your life. It is just part of the things that make you happy and that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so correct. You self-care as a thing on your day is essential. What that ends up being doesn't have to change. It can change. Yeah. Correct. Totally. Okay. I'm glad we made that clear. Yeah. All right. Hey, be it listener. You are listening to this because you literally want to be it till you see it. And you want that motivation and inspiration every single week. And I freaking love you for that. And here's the thing. Last year, I created a hundred with me challenge, 100 with me, meaning you give yourself 100% and we do it together. And this month's theme is me, myself, and I, why is that? Because after a year of what we've all been through, it is so easy to not be a me, myself, and I kind of person. And some people might even think that that's being pretty selfish, and I would disagree. And I know you would too, because you're listening to this. We have to fill our cup first, and we have to practice doing that. And that takes accountability, and it takes community. And I have my 100 with me challenge coming up. I want you in it. In fact, I want you and all your friends in it, because here is the deal. When you have your friends and family doing something with you together, you change your environment. When your environment changes, big things happen. So go to 100withme.com to sign up. That's 100withme.com, the number 100withme.com to sign up for this challenge. We start in October. We have live workouts together. We have hangout sessions together. We have a group where we can connect together and really share what's going on, what's holding us up from actually doing the things that we say we want to do for ourselves. And the reason we are doing it with Pilates is A, I'm a Pilates teacher, but B, when we connect with ourselves on the mat, we can connect more to others. We can connect to our goals better. How we practice our Pilates is how we practice everything in life. And I know this to be true. We have so many of our OBC members who tell us this, right? So if you've never done Pilates, do not worry about it. I got intro classes for you and This is the best place to start because you have me in your ear helping you answering your questions. So go to 100withme.com. Join us for this challenge. It's my last challenge for the year and I really hope you join us. 100withme.com. Okay. Now let's talk about Giselle Schroer. Yeah. Uh, Giselle Schroer is a mom of two boys. She's, they are crazy, crazy busy boys as she describes. Uh, She's a health and nutrition coach. Uh, and she's a certified personal trainer. She helps women 
to learn to love and nurture their bodies from the inside out through a balanced approach to health and fitness. Uh, she started her own coaching programs, uh, working in group settings and also one-on-one. Uh, and I think that um, when I wrote this inter- its intro, uh, this bio to her, I kind of didn't really talk enough about food because for her, nutrition is priority number one. Um, and she will, you know, if you listen to her interview, you know why, because she talks about how uh, the lack of taking care of herself actually uh, did not serve her at all uh, later on in life. She's 40 now. I think she said she's 40. And she, uh, you know, but when she was in her teens and 20s, you know, uh, had, had eating disorders and a lot of really food you know, issues with food, a terrible relationship with food and also over-exercising, overworking out. And uh, so today, like roughly 10 years ago, she decided, you know, they wanted to have children and that really changed her path. And she realized like, wow, I didn't set myself up for this at all uh, from a physical perspective. And so she uh, is now helping women go through that battle of, how do you see food in a healthy way and how do you see working out in a healthy way as opposed to the unhealthy portrayal that we get from magazines and TV and movies and blah, 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 you know. And anyway, it just was a really refreshing conversation uh, with her because I, I think liberating is an appropriate word Yeah. Um, because I, I think that where she came from to where she is today uh, is it's a huge win. And I'm, I'm like so happy for her. And I thought like the way she talked about it made it tangible, you know, like, I, wow, okay, maybe that's like something that we should all be talking about. 100%. I, I brought her on because I'm, I'm lucky to be around a bunch of women who are in the fitness and wellness industry. And what I love about each woman that I'm bringing on in that industry is it's not what the magazines talk about when it comes to what healthy lives and healthy bodies look like. They all are so uh, such a proponent of like being your, your best self and loving the body that you have. And the way she sees food is just such an, it is liberating. That's a good word for it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So something that I took away from her interview, and I may have shared this in her episode, but if not, I'm sure I'll share it again, but she talked about being your own health advocate and there's something you know, really important about that. If you haven't listened to past episodes, you might not know that I suffered for stomach issues for years and I went to doctors and they literally didn't listen to me or they kept trying to give me pills that just masked the symptoms. They didn't actually solve the problem. And I, I don't know who told me that I could tell people no, or just find other doctors, but it's so important that if you are going through something that does not feel normal in your body, that if you don't get an answer that actually gets to the solution of the problem, that you keep searching. We have so many friends in our lives who have different interesting issues. And so many times doctors don't really know. So like, well, here's this pill that's going to mask those symptoms, but doesn't solve the problem. And if I hadn't been my own health advocate, I don't think I'd, I don't know that I'd be here. I would not be doing this with you because I was really not in a good, healthy spot for a long time. So everyone, please be your own health advocate. Yeah. And we, uh, lucky enough that one of our team members, Lindsay actually teaches people how to be a health advocate. In fact, and, uh, she, she did, she made a course for us on profitable Pilates and she did a webinar for our 
coaching group on the power and the value of being your own health advocate. And also how to help others be their advocate. So there was a lot of tools for like, if you have someone in your life who you can see is not getting the help that they want or not being seen in the uh, medical industry, the way that they want to be seen, teaching them how they can do that. It's really freaking cool. Yeah. Check out the course. It's uh, go to profitable Pilates and, uh, dot com and look at the courses and you'll find one from Lindsay, Lindsay Moore. And, um, it's about how to be your own health advocate. It's great. Um, so yeah. So, okay. So this was interesting. I, I don't know if I loved this uh, <laughs> so much as I related to it. Um, so uh, she talked about how, you know, she's 5'10 and uh, was, you know, underweight, a lot underweight. And she was, you know, for her uh, body, she should have been eating, you know, at least 1500 calories a day, but she was only eating 1200 calories a day, or maybe she was just using it as an example. I can't actually remember, but uh, she was talking about how, um, uh, you know, when you are eating so little, when you do end up eating, you know, the recommended more calories per day than what you're cur currently eating, your body doesn't know what to do with it because it goes into mode, the mode of like, well, I guess I need to survive on 1200 a day. So when you eat 1500 or 1800, all of a sudden it's like extra food, I'll store it as fat. Right. And it really jacks up your system, even though you're quote unquote eating a normal serving. Right. So, um, what you did air quotes there? I did, uh, I did the air quotes. I did that. <laughs> I also did say quote unquote. I did say that. Oh, okay. You did. Yeah. That's true. Quote unquote. <laughs> quote unquote. But, uh, the, the, <laughs> um, basically, she was talking about weight and, uh, you know, weighing, uh, it's okay to weigh more. It's, yeah. a, and, and you, you know, eating the appropriate amount of food, um, um, and, and, and this is counterintuitive because I know that, um, you know, when you think about food, generally the generalization is, oh, I'm overeating, I'm eating too much. Right. And, um, I actually, uh, personally had the opposite problem. I wasn't eating enough and I didn't even know I wasn't eating enough. And because I, don't have a scale in my house and I hardly look in the mirror, I would just go to the office and I would always skip breakfast. I was in a very emotionally uh, difficult time in my life and I was uh, going to the office. I would never eat breakfast and then I would throw myself into work. I'd have coffee and then, you know, all of a sudden it'd be like, oh shit, it's three o'clock. I got to leave here at 530 anyway. I might as well not even take lunch. I'll just keep working and then I'll leave here at five so that I can get home and I can eat dinner. And then I would go home and I would eat a whole pizza or I'd make a steak or whatever. And at the end of the day, the, literally the only thing I'd eaten was dinner, which was maybe I was gorging myself and I was still only eating 1200, 1500 calories. Right. And, and if, if that, I mean, you, you don't understand, like you, it's hard to eat a lot of calories in one sitting. Right. You know, so, and then, and then, but, 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 you know, compound that by six months of doing that you know, and I lost 10 pounds and I didn't have 10 pounds to lose, but I didn't even realize I had lost 10 pounds. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, a friend of mine was like, bro, are you like, are you okay? <laughs> you, like, well, you look thin. I was like, what? No, I'm fine. And they're like, are you sure? Like, go weigh yourself. I weighed 10 pounds less than what I thought I weighed. And it was actually a legit, um, challenge to, uh, learn when and how to eat uh, appropriately, you know, so that I was actually trying to get in roughly 2000 calories a day, right? Or at least more than what I was eating before. So it started off with me by getting a calorie counting app, 
which is something that Giselle uh, talked about, um, because I was actually counting. (laughs) For me, it was a wake up call to how little I was actually eating. And the thing is, is that literally food is your fuel. It really, really is. And coffee is not your fuel as much as we love coffee. I freaking love it. It is a (laughs) superfood. Um, but the, the thing that, that I've seen in the fitness industry is just that like so many of my clients are under eating. Uh, most of my clients are women. Um, my athlete, my athletes were definitely very fueled. Uh, we could learn <laughs> something from them. They are like very intentional about their fueling. Um, right. but, but so many of the women that I would train, they were under eating and they were wondering why they didn't look different or didn't feel different. And it's because what we don't understand is that we have a weird relationship with food and the, and, and Giselle talks about that. She talks about, um, negatives and positives when it comes to it. And so I just think it's really important. Um, if you are at all interested in making sure that you're fueling yourself correctly, you definitely want to hire a nutritionist. This is something that like I added, I ended up having to do because after so many years of stomach issues, I was told, can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat that. We got down to like not eating a lot of things. And, um, and because of how busy my life is, that wasn't good enough for me. Like I couldn't live off of that. I didn't feel fueled. I felt exhausted all the time. I felt stressed and hangry. And I mean, you would come home from, uh, uh, the studio and go to sleep. Yeah. And so anyways, when I met with a nutritionist, she actually helped me figure out what foods worked for me. And it's a very personal specific thing. This is not something you don't want to pull off diets off the internet. And I don't, and diets don't mean that you're going on a diet. Diet just means the way you eat your food. So super, super important. Um, something that I have, I was striving for, for so long. And I feel very successful at now is that like, I don't live on a restrictive lifestyle of how I eat and I eat for fuel so I can do things like this. So I can talk with all of you so I can film, so I can coach, so I can be present. And so I think, um, well, let's talk more about that, uh, in the next section. Okay. But anyways, I really do. I did love that. She also brought up. It's okay to weigh more because I also think that we, I think very few women are very, um, confident in how they look. Uh, and that's based on how the media tells us what is pretty. And one of the things that I have seen just in being a trainer is how different sizes can do amazingly awesome things. And so it is not about what you weigh. Um, it is really all about how you feel. And so please take that as a note, because it's really important to me that people just feel good and feel strong. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the things she said about 10 times in the last episode. It's like, you don't even know how good you can feel until you know, you feel good. Right. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that's, is it? it's like such a simple so thing, but also so profound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so liberating. Yeah. All right. Finally, let's talk about the be it action items from your combo, uh, with Giselle Shore. What bold executable intrinsic or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with her? Uh, why don't you go first? Oh, we could pick up that thought. So hire a health coach because as I mentioned, I hired a nutritionist. I actually have hired many health coaches to help me out. Um, uh, y'all, I definitely had some, some bad stuff going on. So I hired somebody after being my own advocate, I found someone who did these like 278 tests on my body and 278, eight, 
278 tests. And I did it twice. And then um, a couple couple years apart. Yep. And then um, from and then I realized like how much better I was doing. I also started working with a holistic doctor who um, we have coming up on the podcast. And she definitely continued to help me save my own life. And then I also work with a nutritionist so I could really figure out what foods worked for me, which ones actually made me feel super strong and able to have energy. And um, and also- I think that's one of the most like um that's like the, the 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 biggest misnomer or or you know misunderstanding is like you know again that that food pyramid uh, oh, garbage the the you know this guy who Leslie worked with um, designed the diets of astronauts yeah cause okay they, so because they all can't eat the same thing they, they have to have different things because we're the, all different well think about it you know you say that first off you say that like oh of course the astronauts have to be at absolutely peak performance optimal the best they could possibly be you know operating because you know of the um, the the mission of going into space like they don't get a second try right it's not like you just swap them out so those guys have to have their their you know they have to be operating at the best possible place they could be and so consequently they each have their own diet based on their own body and the blood and all the things yeah. and like all this stuff so when you say that it's like well of course why would they not but then somehow we forget to continue that logic because it's the same for us yeah you know why would it be any different for us like i know we're not going into space but still if they're designing a custom nutrition diet for someone who needs to be operating at peak performance you know we could take lessons from that for sure yeah i yeah so y'all i mean just if you are not feeling like you are like running at your optimal performance it's so like awareness is key and then ask around, like find people who will like who can help you find a health coach that will help you find a nutritionist or hire someone to do some blood work on you. Go to- or you could talk to Giselle. <laughs> you could talk right? to Giselle. I mean, like, honestly, it is it is really it's really, really important uh, to me because you you are the only person who can do what you do and you can't do it if you are not fueled can't do it. Yeah. So I think, you know, hiring a coach to help you through the process is um, a very, very straightforward, um, obvious step. Save. Okay. Not necessarily obvious because for my stomach issues, because I had so many problems with doctors, I try to do it myself. Mm. (laughs) And we were like, do you remember the time we stopped cooking with oil? Yeah. We didn't cook with oil. So for six months, I promise you it was annoying and it wasn't even the oil. So (laughs) here's what I'm going to say. Just, I know it costs money. I know it does, but your time is also money and yeah. your health is not something to screw up with. As you heard from Giselle, like what happened with her and her desire to have children was totally affected by her not being fueled correctly and by not like taking care of her health. So right prior to that, yeah, prior to that, exactly. So everyone listening, ladies and my gentlemen too, but ladies, this is not something to DIY hire an expert. And if you don't like that expert, Find someone you trust. Find someone you like. Ask your friends. Listen to the last episode. We talked about your one referral away. Your one, I'm literally the people who say my life are are all people I was referred to. So yeah. there you go. What yeah. did you like? What was your be it one? Yeah. So um, for me, it was about stress. Um, and she said, 
um, and she was talking about like self-image and body image and body mm-hmm. awareness, but she said, unfollow and get rid of negativity in your life. Yeah. Obviously, she's talking about social media and what she was specifically talking about, like when you're, um, you know, changing the way you, uh, changing your relationship with food, uh, it will, it would serve you to also change the things you're consuming you know, in your, from your social media. So mm-hmm. she talked about, um, getting rid of the things that make you feel guilty, getting rid of the things that make you feel that shame, that, that, yeah. that start that mental conversation of beating yourself up. Um, I, um, uh, I, I had a different connection with that in that for me, uh, it was actually quitting my job, uh, was this negativity that was in my life. And it was like a crushing weight of stress, you know, and, you know, guilt and fear and like, like to the point where my cell phone ring and my heart would jump into my throat, you know, and like, I mean, I would wake up in a panic and, and like, I I didn't even know how I got that deep into like the stress and the fear of that thing. And, and uh, I was just talking with someone about this, uh, with someone about this uh, just a few days ago, it literally took me six months after leaving that job for my stress levels to, for me to realize what was a what was a quote unquote normal amount of stress as opposed to the insanely high stress environment that I used to work in, uh, which was unbelievably unhealthy. Yeah. I, I, I really love this. She had some great ones actually, but this one is really great because I do think it's really easy for us to go, okay, I'm going to do this for my routine. I'm going to do this for my habits. And then we open up our Instagram and we see all these things that like literally make us not feel good about ourselves. Sure. And you can mute things on some channels. You can hide for 30 days. Like Facebook has a, like unfollow for 30 days or Instagram has like a mute, whatever. It doesn't mean it's forever. It just like, yeah. I actually think it's so important that we take responsibility for the things that like put us on a downward spiral. And there was a time when I literally had to, um, I went into my podcast and I took all of our news podcasts and I just literally was like, don't download, don't show me, don't download it, all of them. And I just went for three months. It wasn't even a long time. I mean, that's a long time to a lot of people. It was, I left one up so I could stay in the know. And I just did that. And I'm not kidding. My creativity came back. My energy came back. Some things came back. And then when I was able to control my reaction to those things, then I was able to add some of those podcasts back in. And so sure. I think it's so important for us to go realize that you know, when you're not in a great place, when the muscles, like think of your like ability to deal with negativity, um, and all those things, think of it as a muscle. When you go to the gym and you haven't been to the gym in a long time, picking up a 50 pound weight, not gonna, you might be able to do it. Not going to be fun the next day, right? It's not gonna make you feel good. But if you were to start and get stronger, like start with five pounds and add 15, whatever, da, da, you get stronger. Then you go to pick that 50 pounds. It's like super easy. So once I was able to get myself to a place where I could handle like filtering things in and not embodying the things that are making me feel. Ugh. Then I added them back in and I was able to go, that's that thing. I don't actually have to take that on. And so I just think it's really important. I think that's us. a, that, that's like, so, um, such a parallel to the conversation to, to, to what Giselle was saying about her relationship with food. Mm-hmm. When she was younger, she was so connected to, uh, the way she wanted to look. And so she, starved herself she over exercised she did not eat anything healthy right to you know to uh, achieve this look um and she really damaged her body and then 
you know, but then like, how is it today that she's like winning? Like, you know, she's 10 years ago is when she started to change her relationship with food and, and her change wasn't like flip the next day. No, it was a slow, uh, conversation, a mental battle. Right. And so kind of what you're describing about hitting pause for three months and then slowly bringing it back in when you're in a different place and you can think about it differently. That's kind of what uh, Giselle was talking about, too, yeah. with how she slowly began to change the way she you know, thinks about food, thinks about uh, exercise. It's, it's just amazing. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling with anything right now, please, if you don't hire a health coach, at least seek out um, a therapist in the area of health yeah. and fitness and nutrition, um, disordered eating. Uh, you're not alone. And especially right now is a, is something that is really happening because what else do we have to control over except for like how much we move or what we eat? And and, and so please do not at all um, feel shame around that. And if you know someone who's going through this, um, yeah, help them be their own advocate. Yeah. Amazing. All right. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today, every day, whenever you listen to this, it brings me so much joy. It brings us so much joy. We love talking about the takeaways and your reviews. Your reviews are insane. They're yeah. so freaking heartfelt and I they I, they make me cry. They're very encouraging. Thank you. Thank you. So let us know how you're going to use any of these tips uh, in your life by just screenshotting this episode, posting it on Instagram, tag or leaving us, it in a review, or leave it in a review, and um, and then uh, send us a DM. Yeah, we we love hearing from you. Love knowing who's listening to this wherever you're listening from, and we will catch you on the next episode. Until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You see it is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.